Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to more to it. The show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey deeper conversations always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story i'm your host marcel swally that dude i know this ain't it this is not it this is not the locker room right now i'm actually in a dungeon right now some gilligan's island bunkered up because it was a tropical storm here yesterday lord this morning i just looked outside i thought somebody had a flashlight trying to come in with the kick though thought somebody was trying to come get your boy now look, I was like, oh, that's God. That's the universe. And then that was just lightning and thunder. I was like, damn, heavy old range drops with like footsteps on your roof. I was like, ooh, I ain't filming outside anymore. Plus, too damn hot anyway, too damn muggy, because when it rains out here, oh, it gets worse. So all's good, man. You know how I'm feeling. I'm feeling amazing right now. I got to thank you guys for your viewership on Brings TV and Reese TV and your membership on YouTube, Wally's World, where somebody gonna get that love. Is it Friday? Oh no, tomorrow. Friday swag away, it's getting close, dog. A Friday swag away, it's gonna be yours. We're gonna turn it into a play. Got water all on it. I'm telling you, it's raining so bad, my book wet. God dang. Oh man, so you know how we start off every show with what's up with that dude? Um, My youngest daughter, Olivia. Oh, Olivia Jane Wiley, I love that little girl. She is, my wife calls her our everyday baby. So she's going to be a baby for the rest of her life. You can just tell. Not by attitude. She's just itty bitty, man. Like seriously, itty bitty. So cute. Always says the right things, cliche, et cetera. Just knows how to pull on your heartstrings. Well, yesterday she said the wrong thing. <laughs> Not really. She was just being a kid, curious. So she saw a little person, you know, we used to call dwarfs or midgets or whatever you want to call them. Um, a little itty bitty person, a real adult itty bitty. And my daughter, I mean, she's three. She doesn't get it. So she said, Mama, is that a is that a baby or is that a, a, a big person? <laughs> my wife was like, oh, what do I say? She's like, are they old or young? <laughs> she was like, are they are they an adult or a kid? <laughs> and one thing about her, because she's the youngest and she got all these older siblings, 
She got a vocabulary and curious. So uh, let's just say my wife tried to answer that the best she could. And there's no good way to answer that. Um, she kept it real. She's like, yo, that's the old itty bitty. That's it. Um, what else? My wife finally uh, cut the tape. Um, basically, she got on a water slide that actually had a height requirement. Because <laughs> if you get on a water slide and there's no height measurement, no height requirement, then you on a little baby ride. Like, what you doing? But she got on one that was real, like 48 inches and above, right? So she got on this big blue raft thing that goes up the wall and goes flat and all that stuff. Her and Biscuit went. So they had a ball. And that was good for her because, uh, one, she needs some Biscuit time because Biscuit is all mine. But two, uh, she a scaredy cat, dog. What happened to scaredy cat? Y'all don't say scaredy cat no more. I used to love saying scaredy cat. Anyway, she got on the ride and that was good. And I had a little time with the little ladies. Uh, other than that, I think, I shouldn't even say I think because I know I am. But I hate to be a prisoner of the moment. I am having the best hamburgers I've ever had in my life. Seriously. Like the best bacon cheeseburgers. Seriously. In and out. I'm sorry. One, y'all ain't the best. Y'all just mm, the best chain restaurant out there. The best is probably at somebody homie house or you hear one of them uh, Zorbas. Y'all remember that in Compton? Um, you hear one of them hamburger stands. If it got stand in it, then it's probably damn good. But I know Germany wants to claim that they made hamburgers and the U.S. wants to dispute it. But damn it, I'm not in either country right now. <laughs> Let me just tell you, these bacon cheeseburgers are banging. All right, Charles, let's talk about somebody who is taking in something and says banging as well. It's Aaron Rodgers talking about he wants to advocate for the legalization of psychedelics. <laughs> Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers spoke at a psychedelics conference in Denver. How appropriate, right? While doing so, Rodgers made a pitch for such substances to be legalized. He's at the Mile High Stadium, Mile High Conference, Sky High, talk about how I want to get higher. He says, quote, is it ironic that the things that actually expand your mind are illegal and the things that dumb you down have been legal for centuries? Hmm. We got to change that. We got to change that. Oh, he doubled down on it, y'all. He said it twice. It's, the, it's through awareness and education. All right. I guarantee you all these bums. Here we go. This is Aaron Rodgers. Though. This is why I love Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers is not only going to be right, but he's going to show you you're wrong. <laughs> kind of like that. I admire that in him. He said, I guarantee you all these bums who want to come after me online about my experience and stuff. They've never tried it. They're the perfect people for it. We need to get these people taking it. Hmm. Now, Rogers decided last year he would have no qualms, no issues talking about using psycho like no uh, psychedelics. I'm going to say that every time because Snoop got me in my brain with that one. Uh, given the manner to which he played and improved when he first experimented with them in 2020. Y'all, y'all remember that? He balled the hell out. He says, it's going to be hard to cancel me because of his initial experience, because previous year, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. We had a good season. I had my, what is it? Ayahuasca? 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 man wasn't saying Omaha. Ayahuasca? That might have worked. Uh, 46 touchdowns, five interceptions, and MVP. So kind of hard to argue with those results right there. He also said the cool thing about using it has been a response, but not from the media that calls me a druggie or a hippie or whatever. 
Then he actually started to sound like a druggie or a hippie or whatever. <laughs> he started clowning around. He said, you know, uh, words are so interesting, dude. <laughs> they have such power in their spells. There's a reason it's called spelling. <laughs> because the way that the letters are put together have such power. <laughs> Man, Rogers is a dude, bro. So Rogers said he started his spiritual journey in 2011 after winning the Super Bowl. Success in life was holding the Lombardi Trophy. Now I've done it. Now what? Now, what's the purpose of all of this? So interestingly enough, he went introspective after that. But he also hasn't been back to the Super Bowl since 13 years later. And what was interesting about reading this report was how most quarterbacks, when they get to that same place, their goal is to just get back there. Right. So not really dig deep into who they are, or try some experiments or anything else, just. Repeat performance, right? Repeat, repeat, you know, on the hamster wheel. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. And Aaron Rodgers went inside himself. See me? I've never tried anything off of the like beaten path, like alcohol. I hydrate with anybody. Hydration situation and marijuana, you know, that's it. But I'm just conventional. I guess if you could call that conventional, right? There are people out there like, dog, I don't do anything. <laughs> what are you talking about conventional? But, um, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't trying nothing else. Aaron Rodgers, you talking about me. I'm sorry, call me ignorant. I am not trying anything else. I can't see it. Lim bias got to me too. Did Lim bias get to y'all? Lim bias scared me. <laughs> Whatever. First time trying cocaine, they said, and he died over it, and he was an athlete. Bruh, stop. So there's no, um, <laughs> there's no me trying something else other than mm, and a little gummy. That's it. So here's two questions for you guys. One. Do you attribute his best year touchdown to interception ratio? Got to give him his props to the psychedelics or just a clear appreciation, a clear mindset, but still coincidence to the great performance. Or is it causality? Right. And the second thing is, do you think the psychedelics or anything else about Aaron Rodgers has kept him away from the Super Bowl outside of just the roster. Because we know he's still been balling, but he hasn't been back there. So did he go too deep? Is he all up in his own head? Interesting enough, because there is some data out there that shows Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Not always Aaron Rodgers. Thanking you, viewership, Franks TV, Reese TV, membership, Wiley's World, YouTube, where I got this book, this book, Magic Johnson, Bruce Smith, Give me love in this book, and it's going to be yours Friday, swag away, looking out for you guys. Now let's talk about The Rock versus Andrew Marchand and John Oran. I listen to them, but I just don't know how to say their names. Maybe I should listen a little closer. Talking about their ESPN XFL arrangement. First of all, let's just get it out the way. Y'all watch the XFL? XFL? Y'all know the difference between the XFL and USFL? Obviously, between that and the NFL, but do y'all know the difference? Anybody? <laughs> okay, let's talk about this story right here. Because on last week's episode, they talked about it on their podcast. The Sports Journal reporters did a segment on the XFL saying that it lost a ton of money in its first season back, noting that, wow, that was expected. Because obviously, not only are you competing against the NFL in our minds, but in our calendar. And also, look, our pocketbooks, like, dog, like, how many. How much we spending? So nobody's going to the games. And then how much attention are you paying? Caught that? Paying? Um, to the XFL in this first year. All right. So it was expected that them to lose a ton of money. Uh, but they had a ton of layoffs as well, including some of its biggest marketing executives. And that implied that the league did even worse 
than was reported and expected, okay? So then Marshawn added that the XFL is not getting any rights fee from ESPN, and they're just on the air, refuting what was reported in the Forbes piece, which said that the network pays the league $20 million per season. Mm, so that's the conversation right now. Y'all getting paid $20 million a year, even though y'all struggling. And no, nah, y'all just on the air for free and y'all struggling. Okay, so y'all can see the beef right here. So the last piece of information was tweeted out by a journalist, James Larson, and then it got caught by The Rock. He said, not true. ESPN is a stakeholder in XFL, long-term partners, big plans for 2024 season, back to work. Mm. Now, you thought that would be it, right? The Rock has spoken and everything's good. Now, even listening to what The Rock said, I still was kind of like, when you didn't say they are paying you literally $20 million a year, you said long-term partners, could start to look like some equity conversations that sometimes rob you of actual money, like dollars, like actual payment. Let's talk through it, though. So on this week's podcast, uh, The Rock's feedback uh, offered that rebuttal, and then they had to go rebut his rebuttal. They're not, said Marshawn, when asked if the XFL is indeed getting the rights fee from ESPN. There's no rights fee. That's the bottom line. Of course, there's a rights agreement. The games are on the air. There has to be an agreement. There's no rights fee. Mm. As presumed last week. This is really just a case of misunderstood semantics, some are saying. The two entities are indeed financially linked and have a vested interest in the league's success. Unfortunately for the XFL and the rival USFL, it doesn't seem like the ratings met the threshold that they were hoping for. Not going to bore you with the ratings, but it's around 600000 for each viewer's per game, USFL and XFL. So let's not lie to each other because we're all family right here. I don't know the difference between the XFL and the USFL. And I say that with the most respect, utmost respect, as they like to say, right? Why? Because I don't know XFL, USFL, LFL. Now, I know the difference between LFL. But the point is, I didn't watch a full quarter of it for one reason. Now, I want to know your reason first. Did you watch the USFL? Did you watch the XFL? I'll tell you my reason. It's because my brain is on recharge from the NFL season. Simple enough. I carve out so much of my existence. I'm a season ticket holder for the Chargers. So that's nine home games plus two preseason, 11 weekends. I'm already dedicated. How many weekends you get in a year? 52? All right, 11 of them gone already, damn it. Now, the weekends that they're on the road is either a time I can go to a Rams game, boo, not going there, or sit at the crib and have one of my project transition parties. Mm -hmm. So far, we had them last year. Epic, epic, epic. People want to come. So, I mean, we outside chilling by the pool, playing pickleball, watching other teams play, including my charges on the road. So now that 17-week schedule, um, has turned into 22 weeks because I got to respect the Rams and respect that the Chargers are on the road. 22 weeks. <sighs> and we ain't even talking about the playoffs yet. <laughs> we ain't talking about wifey looking at me like every Sunday and Biscuit and I are like, yeah, mama, every Sunday. So I just think right now I have not carved out the time appropriate for their league to flourish in my household. It's great wallpaper. I put it on in the background. So I guess they're getting a view, but I ain't gonna lie. I ain't paying no attention. Are y'all paying some attention? Are y'all just putting it on? Or are y'all the other ones not even putting it on? 
paying zero to the XFL. In the dungeon, y'all. I wish I was in the dungeon. I just 3,000 got a new album coming out. I wish I was part of that dungeon family. Oh, yay. Um, um, um. Dun, 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 dun. Never ever, 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 ever been so cursed. That song is banging. Thank y'all for your viewership, Brings TV, Reese TV, and your membership, Wiley's World, YouTube. That is me. Who looks better? Damn, I'm, I'm aging backwards. Benjamin Button over here, Peter Pan or something, man. Friday Swagaway, that's for y'all right there. Now, let's talk about what ain't for y'all. ESPN's radio show, Keyshawn, Jay, and Max. I hated the name. I mean, golly, I hate that name. It was just too simple and it was too long. I was like, oh, dang. But I like the show. Well, guess enough people didn't like the show because now it is scrapped. It is gone. The National Morning Radio Show featuring those three studs is no longer, no more. The move is part of the looming and now continuing restructuring of the company. And that includes significant on-air layoffs to come as early as next week. So doesn't mean that Keyshawn, doesn't mean that Jay, doesn't mean that Max will be let go, gone entirely from ESPN. But they say, and they highlight my brother from another, Kellerman, is in jeopardy. All right. So he's a big money guy. All of them big money guys, but he makes the most out of all three of them, uh, who is now going to be out on radio and the time slot for his TV program. This just in will be taken over by the Pat McAfee show this fall. That's what the reports are saying. So you guys remember we had this conversation before and I was giving you intel of Keyshawn's situation, Max's situation, Jay's situation. It's playing out as we talked about and discussed before. So ESPN signed Keyshawn to a four-year deal around $18 million last year. Now, Keyshawn told me he did sign a big deal last year, so that is a big deal. <laughs> That's four and a half every single year. And they only paid him for one year. So as part of the upcoming layoffs, ESPN is expected to buy out some deals, a way to reduce numbers on the books while still actually paying people the money they are owed. I want to know how they're going to do that. <laughs> I'm serious. Like they're going to buy out the deals, but still pay everyone with their old, but get them off the books. OK, to reduce the number that's on the books. Hmm. That works on Wall Street. <laughs> I don't know where else. Um, the network could offer buyouts, which could grant Keyshawn. A free agency pass. And Keyshawn, as a free agent, could make his way to Fox Sports 1 and maybe be across from Skip Bayless as a replacement to Shannon Sharp. What y'all think about that? Keyshawn and Skip. That, every time I think of Skip, I think of LeBron, I think of the Cowboys, right? And I think, damn, Keyshawn played for the Cowboys, but did he love the Cowboys? I don't know about that. We played together at the Cowboys. So uh, he loved Parcells. I don't know if he loved the Cowboys, but he loved Parcells. But I think he had an issue with Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones brought in T.O. And T.O. came in and there could be no T.O. and Keyshawn. And you know how the Cowboys are ran. There are coaches, players, and there are Jerry Jones guys. I was a Jerry Jones guy, not a Bill Parcells guy. Keyshawn was a Bill Parcells guy and not a Jerry Jones guy, if I remember correctly. And I do. So it's interesting because you see Keyshawn across from Skip because Keyshawn would have to be against the Cowboys for that to even work. His LeBron talks. Who knows where that goes? Um, so let's talk through this. We can see that negotiation play out right before our very eyes. Or you can see Keyshawn stay at ESPN, give him some more of that Monday night countdown. Um add to his play because he's already doing NFL Live all the time. And they're reporting that Steve Young 
Yeah, Steve Young, the guy I got my first sack on ever in the NFL. Ooh, oh, lefty saw me coming, try to take off with his fast, but I was like, get over here. And then I laid him down gently because I was like, respect to the almighty Steve Young. But yeah, he's on the ropes as well. He may be out as well. Let's talk about Jay Williams, um, whose contract is up at the end of the summer. Told you that is someone that ESPN likes and may try to keep. Uh Oh, that means he gone. Anytime they write that. <laughs> what do they say when the owner's like, oh, yeah, we, coach is doing fine. We love coach. Uh Oh, that's the death wish. Why are you over there supporting them now? So I don't know about that. If contract's up and we'll be in June and it's up this summer. Y'all know I've been through that situation before, um, but that doesn't mean they're not talking. But I don't think they may be saying exactly what Jay Will wants to hear. So we'll see how that can go. Or he can stay with the network in a different role capacity. Part of the rotation on the first take and um, get him into the rotation on the NBA show. Um, let's see how that goes. All right. So Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, the program was already off in New York. Replaced by Rick DiPietro, Pietro and Dave Rothenberg's local show. Okay, I know it's big time because they're in New York doing local. I know they're killing it. So no disrespect by the name. I just didn't know how to say it. But I will say this. Anytime you have a national show and your show is not in L.A. and 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 New York, you in trouble. Uh, this is something that Keyshawn knows, Jay Will knows, and Max especially, as we had a local show that was doing amazing in Los Angeles. And at the time, there were talks of making it a national show, but they didn't want to remove any. See, we went at the wrong time. It was like Levitard. Uh, who else was there? Uh, Mike and Mike, Colin. Uh, you tell me, maybe Rosillo. I don't. They just have dudes. So they were like, we can't take these big time shows off of the national show. So therefore, y'all going to have to stay local. And we stay local and we stay killing it until Max got the call to go to first take. It is what it is. So ESPN is going through these layoffs and we got all of these dudes. Now, y'all know I had to save my brother for another from another for last. Uh, y'all know Max and I already. Mm, we chopping it up about this situation. We're going to talk a little more extensively about it super soon. Uh, but yeah, we already kind of hit each other like, mm, let's chop up wood. You know, everywhere I go, including where I am in this country, out the country, people come up to me. Yesterday, somebody came up to me just stopping me talking about that radio show we had. Now, the thing about it is Max has not been Max since Max and I did shows together. And I am not taking credit for that. I am not the one that brings the best out of Max. I just match up with Max better than anybody else that is matched up with Max. Why? Because you got to allow Max to just roam. This sucker here is going to roam the room with a high level of intelligence. I got a tremendous respect for him. He is hilarious and the dude is smart as hell. Now, if you are intimidated by either his jokes, his sensibilities, or his intelligence, then you ain't going to get along with Max as well as you should. You guys won't mesh and vibe as well. So the reason why we're so cool is because I'm pliable. I can accept anything you throw at me. Most guys don't. And that's Actually, a good thing those guys don't because they have a brand. They stay on message. They have their agendas and they stick to it. I love cowboys. I hate cowboys. And it works. But I'm not like that. You know, I'm not the guy that does that. So therefore, I'm allowing somebody else to take us all around the world. And I, 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 I. So I like the layer the onion Max does as well. We're both discussers not debaters. And we also got an affinity, a love for old school hip hop. 
So if you don't allow him to talk some old school hip hop, some some Capone and Noriega or something like that, y'all ain't gonna get along too well. So it seems like Max is in another situation where he has one show left, the boxing show, but other options, maybe. What y'all want to see? Y'all want Max and Marcellus again? <laughs> Let me stop playing. We might chop it up, though. We might have to do that. But um, love to all those guys. I know all of them very well. That's in part why I knew this was coming. But at the same time, what do y'all think? Did y'all love that show? Y'all going to miss that show? Think this is a good move, bad move? And what's the next move for all of them? Over here, swagging away. It's Friday, swagger away. So I'm thanking you guys for your viewership on Brings TV and Reese TV and your membership on Wally's World YouTube. Look at me. I'm trying to get more love out of this book. This book, bestseller, Amazon bestseller. What's up, New York Times? How y'all didn't put no respect on my book, son? You know what I'm saying? I know I'm from LA. I'm from the West Coast. We came through like Snoop stomping on the buildings. Y'all should have put some respect on my book, though, homie. Anyway, Amazon did. And Amazon bigger now anyway. So much love to you guys. Hopefully one of you members wins that swag away tomorrow. Let's talk about this with Mikey P. So let's bring in Mikey P right now. Mikey P, come on. Come on, Mikey P. Come on. <laughs> he got stuck in that storm. Mikey P ain't coming right now, but I got his questions right now in honor, in respect of Mikey P. Let's give him some. Mikey P gonna be famous, dog. <laughs> That's a dope name, and the dude is smart as hell, and he works his ass off. So much love to you, Mikey P. I miss you, big dog. Here's his first question. Last season, the Chargers won 10 games against these quarterbacks. Oh, God. I know where we're going. Uh, oh, the quarterbacks are sorry, so y'all hyped up too much, or y'all sorry. Let's go. All right, here we go. Davis Mills, mm, Marcus Mariota, Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield, yuck, Nick Foles, Russell Wilson, mm, Ryan Tannehill, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, and Tua Tagovailoa. Did I say Tua right? Um, the Chargers then blew a 27-0 lead in the playoffs and lost. Are the Chargers an overhyped team heading into the 2023 season? Um, I don't know where the hype level is. It's hard for me to measure. What do y'all think? I think teams are looking for the Chargers to make the playoffs and this time not to give up 27 points and then end up losing or 40-something to 30, whatever the hell the end of the game is. I lost my mind. I lost my life almost when they started to collapse. I remember at halftime, my son was like, Dad, I think it was 27-3. Dad, man, the Chargers are killing them. Daddy, it's over. And I said, son, as my coach used to always say, if you put up 27 in the first half, don't be fooled. They can still put up 27 or more in the second half. Same amount of time, right? So be careful. Don't get complacent. Well, Whatever happened, we certainly were complacent. So I don't think we're overhyped. We're going to be a playoff team for sure. I mean, come on, Justin Herbert is silly. And the team is loaded. We got receivers everywhere. Like, we got a squad. Don't play with that. It's just how do I think they'll perform this year is his second question. I really think that, you know, I can't lie. Conference championship, I think, is the ceiling. I would love to say Super Bowl and be a great Charger, light it up, boat fan. I got a lot of myself. But I'm not going to the stadiums. With that expectation. Now, make me a liar. Make me a fool. Do that all day. But I don't think this team is going past Kansas City and the AFC Championship game. Buffalo, AFC Championship game. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Cincinnati, AFC. Uh, damn. 
What's the NFC over there looking like? <laughs> the last question is, uh, will they advance further in the playoffs this year? I already asked that, Mike. God dang, don't you listen? I'm stupid. All right, here's the second question. He already wrote that, so it ain't on him. Staying in AFC West, Stephen A. Smith and Big Swagoo, Marcus Spears, respect, had an argument on the Chiefs' chances of repeating their Super Bowl champs. Stephen A. argued that the AFC is too stacked to assume the Chiefs should be favorites to win a second straight Super Bowl. You're damn right. I mean, it's stacked. I don't know about not thinking they're the favorites. They're the favorites, but it's stacked. He mentioned the Bengals, Ravens, Bills, and now Jets with Aaron Rodgers as other AFC threats. Spears argued that while the AFC is stacked with elite quarterbacks and teams, Patrick Mahomes was a Mahomes, is the best quarterback in the NFL and should be expected to lead the Chiefs to being Super Bowl favorites. He cited that the Chiefs made five straight AFC championship games and earned the respect to be the preseason Super Bowl favorites. Who do you side with in this debate, Stephen A. or Swagoo? Ah, look, I done ate enough crow talking about Patrick Mahomes in any way that is not flattering. <laughs> Let me just say that. Oh, sorry. That's, just, that's the football, football guys just slapping me. Every time I think something bad about Patrick Mahomes, that sucker there. And I never thought bad about him. I just didn't always think it was going to add up like it does. Now, he's won two. So now it's like, all right, respect. He is on the fast track to trying to be the GOAT. He's certainly the baby GOAT already. That said, um, look, will he be stuck at two for a while? He could be. His contract is crazy. They're talking about trying to rip it up and restructure it or whatever to try to get him some more cap space because they're going to hit a wall if they haven't already in terms of roster construction. That said, I am going with the Chiefs. Buffalo, whatever, you got to show it and prove it. So I think we're in this place right now where if we had to put our life on it, we would bet on the Chiefs because it's the safe bet. But being real, if you just had to put some money on it, not your life, you're like, yo, the mother team's better. The mother teams look good. The mother teams could be all right. The mother teams are coming. Like, right? I think there are more talented teams out there. I think even in the AFC, you can look at Buffalo. You can look at Cincinnati all around. You can look at the Chargers and say, I don't know. Um, but I ain't gonna put my life on it. So I'm still going with the Chiefs. I'm with you, Swagoo. Um, which teams are the biggest threats to take Super Bowl crown from the Chiefs this year? I said them all. I didn't say the Ravens. I should have said the Ravens, but it's a new offense. Who knows how it's going to click, how it's going to take. But if the offense does better, they're not so predictable. And my man, Lamar Jackson, can stay healthy. <laughs> Y'all know that's my favorite team that I didn't play for. Woo, I love me some Ravens. Look forward to that. All right. Here's his third question. Damn, Mikey P. Longwinded. Big trade in the NBA last night involving three teams. Celtics received Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, snap. 2023 and 2024 first round picks. The Grizzlies received Marcus Smart. Wow. And the Wizards received Tyus Jones and a 2023 second round pick. Woo. Before I even get to his question, excuse me. I hope y'all didn't hear that. No, oh, or that one. <laughs> what happened to Porzingis? I know he got hurt and then he went to Dallas and then now he's back in Boston. Now he's in Boston. I just thought he was going to be better than this. And, and he a beast, but I need more Porzingis. I need that that unicorn to show up, show out. All right, which team was the biggest winner in the deal? Which team was the biggest loser in the deal? I say the Grizzlies, not just because Marcus Smart is a great swap in terms of defensive presence um, and what they lost from last year, but dude's, dude's a vet. And he gonna look, he's a, a vet with that kind of cred that I think you will look at and see John Morant respecting, uh, or at least listening to, or at least saying, okay, there's somebody in here who ain't going to allow all that. Because John Morant, not only is going to run the room because he's the best player by far, and he's like 
a superstar. But you need somebody in there who like cuts through all that BS and, you know, cuts out all the all the trash and all the dumb stuff that's going on and just be like, dog, that ain't ball right there. That ain't ball. You just need a vet to just sit there and say that ain't ball. And that's it. I think Marcus Smart can just sit there and say, look, dog, you ain't got to be a phony or fake, but you ain't got to be so damn gangster either. You ain't got to be so damn perpetrator, you know, a poser. Just be you, dog. Be you. It's all good. And Marcus Smart, I think with his cred, his presence, I think that will lend itself great to it. So uh, let's see what happened, man. They Oh, they had a three-team trade that was agreed to that fell apart and it involved my Clippers. Sound like they're trying to get rid of Paul George or something in there. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, let's see. It was Porzingis to the Celtics, Brogdon to the Clippers. Ooh. 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 That was going to be dope. And Marcus Morris to the Wizards. But the deal was nixed because the Clippers were concerned with Brogdon's elbow injury. Man, it's just an elbow. I hit my elbow going down a water slide two days ago. It, it's almost healed already. Look at that right there. <laughs> well, uh, that wasn't going to work because... Uh, Oh, mm, Paul George, mm, Brogdon, mm. look at me, I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, I'm glad that didn't work. Why? I don't know, because there's maybe something bigger looming other than that. But as long as they keep our two guys together, we got a shot. And we got a better shot if we let one of them go, because we can't rely on them. We need to reimagine our scenario. Did y'all catch that? I think we're amazing the way we are, but we could be better if they maybe let Paul George do his thing, not based on his game, but just based on the fact that our two guys can stay healthy and we need to reimagine our roster. All right. Thank you, Mikey P. Get your ass up out of here since you never showed up in the first place. And let's get to our part of the show. That is the last part. What is that? Wileyism. Y'all ready for Wileyism? I am too. Oh, man. Those who challenge your extremes determine your norms. Mm -hmm. Profound right there. Those that challenge your extremes determine your norms. Think about it. Whoever demands the most of you, right? The most from you or, or accepts the least from you. Those are the ones that determine how you are, your norm, which you're going to be most of the time. So it's the teacher, it's your parents who demand excellence, excellence, right? They pull you up. And they make you realize, hey, this is going to be a normal habit for me. I am going to be excellent. And and those that allow you to just mail it in, just show up and nothing happens and you get used to that. Those are the people that determine your norms, right? Those who pull you from up and those who are trying to pull you down become your norm. Think about it. No matter who you are and I name, them, I know them, or I've seen it. They got to deal with the pool. The most famous person in the world, uh, Jay-Z of the world or whatever you want to call those kind of people, right? Next level fame and talent. Man, you should hear them sometimes when they're like, man, I still got to go. All these people want tickets. Auntie want this. Grandma need that. <laughs> it's just like they get pulled, right? People just want them to show up and don't expect much from them, right? Or expect a lot from them. Some people that just come, you know, Jay-Z had to go through his days with Dame Dash and all that, you know, everything that circled that. And people who didn't necessarily vibe with his highest vibration, people who didn't necessarily say, hey, I want the most from you because that pivot right there set him on a different course that set him onto a status of two and a half billion dollars later, right? Next level stuff and all of his projects and partnerships. Would he have had that just still wearing the big 5XTs and the Rockaway chain? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
That's the point. So if you look at what you're dealing with, those who are trying to get the most from you and those who, frankly, just don't care, just want you around and just say, hey, the least of you is fine enough for me. There's something rewarding in both experiences, but there's also something that is contributing to what you are, your baseline, your norm. Just look around you. Those who challenge your extremes determine your norms. I know in my situation, the, the ones who challenged me were my coaches, my teachers, my parents, for sure, uh, and family, like my immediate close family. Those who didn't, those who were kind of like just sitting there like, whatever, Marcellus, were the ones who were caring about what clothes I wore or talking about uh, you ain't got the newest J's or you ain't going to hang out and party no more. You ain't going to kick it no more. Why are you always working out? You ever heard that? Because <laughs> I'm trying to make it to the league, fool. Um, all those kind of things. So whatever you're going through, man, think about the voices and the faces of those who want you up there and the voices and the faces of those who kind of like, whatever, dog, we ain't tripping. And that's also the problem. So always look at this situation from a Wileyism perspective. Those who challenge your extremes determine your norms. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.